This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League today. And as always, it is presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Boy, are we delighted. We've got a great turnout, first of all, here at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. But are we delighted to have quite the guest co-host today the cowboy jeff brantley's here i'm glad to be here i'm glad i'm in town this is outstanding always great to have you in town so and of course you're in town for the caravan and that is going to be from what i hear this is this is the highlight of the winter and you've been on this before we're on the same leg together uh this will be my first caravan any idea any tips for me what i should expect and uh, what i should prepare for don't get locked in the bathroom oh no Oh, no. Is there a story there? Has that happened to somebody? It might happen to you. Oh, boy. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I'd like to say that would be the first time, but that might have happened uh, to me before. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for are. another time. Uh, looking forward to it. It should be a fun time. You uh, you had a chance to go up and speak at Elder High School yesterday. That was a good at time. Stack. You did it. You you killed it last night. That was outstanding, by the it way. Was a, it was a fun time. Um, all of those folks there were... Um, they were, they were really awesome to me. I got a chance to go around the school, uh, see a lot of the athletic areas. Um, that's a pretty impressive football <laughs> stadium, by the way. Uh, the thing that I was most impressed by was the weight room, and they had a wrestling room. I, I wrestled in high school, so I know what that's like. And we don't really have that in the South that much anymore, but to see the wrestling room, I mean, it was like a wrestling gym and mats all over the place. The weight room was, it looked like our college weight room when I first got to Mississippi State. So um, they're doing it right. You told some good stories yesterday. One, I want to bring up one that you told yesterday. You told a ton. But the one about you in high school, you're being recruited, you wanted to play at Alabama, and then all of a sudden that was out. Mississippi State shows up to watch you pitch in a high school game. That that one to me, that stood out. Yeah, the... um, they had come to, to see me pitch, and I pitched the six innings, uh, shutout baseball against Huffman at the time was uh, a state championship club from the year before, and two, actually two out of the last three years. And I pitched six innings, and I go out for the seventh inning, I got the first batter out, next guy gets a hit, walk the next batter, walk the next batter. I mean, I'm out of juice, bases are loaded, and I'd never been taken out of the game before in high school. And the coach comes out, and I'm kind of looking at him like, what are you doing out here? And he's (laughs) taking me out of the game. And I'm thinking, uh, this is not um, really what I want. I mean, we're winning one to nothing. And if you don't win, you don't move on in the state championship. And it took me out. And normally I would go to shortstop. Because I I really played shortstop more than I pitched in high school. He put me on the bench. And I was gassed, and the ball was hit back up the middle. I'm thinking the game's over because I would have never gotten to it. And our shortstop got to the ball, tagged second base, throws the ball to first. And I'm thinking that's we won the game, but yet I knew that 
Mississippi State guys were watching, and I was thinking, all right, well, he didn't like that last inning. My right. dad said, no, he left in the fifth. So <laughs> there you go. Worked out okay. You, had a, you ended up having an okay career there at Mississippi Not State, I'd say. Now a uh, Hall of Famer there as well. A lot to get to on this show. Great to have you uh, on the hot stove today. Good to be here. Uh, we've got a great guest lineup, too. We'll visit with Aristides Aquino here in a minute. Amir Garrett's going to stop by. We've got Eric Davis as well. So a heck of a lineup today on the hot stove. A lot to talk about with the Reds as well. We haven't uh, really delved in too much on, on this team because we haven't had a chance to talk right. on, the, uh, on the air. So we'll get your thoughts on the way this team's coming together. I so like it. There I is like a it. lot to get to. Let's get right to it with RSTD Zucchino, Reds outfielder. The Punisher is with us today. And uh, I got to ask you, man, what's, what's the offseason been like for you? The offseason ain't been so good. I, I've, been working out, I've been working out so hard to be ready for to train um, this season to be up to the ring and everything. And you've got some little ones you're chasing around, too. <laughs> Couple of kids in the house, which is always exciting. Yep, uh, I'm excited. He has my for uh, Caravan, and he has a lot of fun sharing with you guys. You, um, you had a phenomenal burst into the big league scene last year. I, I don't know that anybody that's ever followed baseball has seen anybody do what you did. Uh, did you know that you? could do it. I, I know you knew you could hit the ball with that kind of power. Um, we were surprised, but as a player, are you surprised? Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I know that I have that kind of spell on, on me. So I just come here and get to a, I just came here to do, do my best. I, I know that I have talent to do. That almost, uh, that not surprising at all. I'll tell you a quick story. When I first saw you in spring training, and this was a few years back, um, I didn't know Aristides Aquino. I, I just saw the kid on the field. And you hit a ball in spring training. Now, it was a foul ball, but it went over the tents over the stands, down the left field line, and into the fair parking lot, down the left field line. That's the first ball I ever saw you hit. And I turned to Marty and I said, who is this kid? <laughs> He's got some serious power. Well, you showed serious power last year, partner. Mm. Uh, that's why I work hard every year to be ready to do my bed and show some of that power. We're, we're happy for you. It, it was fun to see, and I'm sure you're excited for an encore season this year. Was there a home run? Is there a home run in your life? I mean, e either was it last season? Uh, everybody remembers their first big league home run. But is there one in particular that really stands out, maybe a situation or, you know, first home run aside, because that one I think is, is the one that everybody remembers. But is there one really big home run that stands out to you? Uh Every home run that he uh, is special, but the first one was special because was my first big home run. And I remember that game that he three home runs. The, the third home run was super special because it was the first time that, that I hit three home runs in a game. And that was really exciting. Oh, ever? Yeah. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> <in the big laughs> that's, good. That's, good. that's a good place to do it. 
Oh, that is incredible. It was, it was so much fun to watch you. Um, but your power, I think, sometimes we, we overlook other abilities that you have, your arm being one of them. Because of your power, people forget about the cannon attached to your right shoulder. I mean, that thing, you, you, how much fun is it? What kind of thrill is it to, to throw out a runner? The, the best because that one of the best things that I have, my arm, I'm proud of my got a cannon is a, I love when I throw people out. I love. You know, I, I think that there were, there were many folks, but going back to, to what Tommy was saying, there were, there were a lot of people, not, not just Reds fans, but nationally, uh, there were a lot of people that were not only surprised by your arm and the accuracy of your arm, but I tell you what, young man, the, the balls that you got to in the outfield with your speed, because you're such a big man, and, and normally you think it, it takes a small guy to run real fast. Dude, you can pick him up and put him <laughs> down. I mean, you can run. <laughs> yeah, you can run. I'll go hard to have his feet. Um, every necessary to play the game. Well, it's, it's, it was so much fun to watch you last season. We can't wa wait to watch you again this season. And uh, best of luck. I know you've got some more off-season to enjoy. Enjoy the caravan. And uh, I guess we'll see you in about a month down in Arizona. Uh, thank you very much. I'll see you at uh, spring training. Hop. Do the best. All yeah. right. We look forward to seeing you. Arsini Sakino. Thanks so much for stopping by. Plenty more to get to. The Holy Grail Banks ah. and Budweiser, proud sponsors of the Reds. Hot Stove League, grab your buds for our next show at the Holy Grail Banks on January 22nd with specials on Bud and Bud Light buckets at the Holy Grail Banks. Cincinnati's home for sports. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser and UDF with the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. I'm Tommy Thrall and we are delighted to welcome in our next guest, Reds Hall of Famer, Eric Davis. What's happening? What's up, Jay? ED, doing, what's baby? good, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm over here with Cowboy. Everything's good. <laughs> I know. It's a great spot to be today, isn't it? Well, uh, it, I'm done. You ask how I'm doing. I'm doing great I, it, because the, you look at the way this team's coming together and, and the way the front office is really committed to it, really putting a winning team on the field. As an alumni, I mean, when you see this team, of course, you were, you were part of a, a championship-winning team and, and seeing this mm -hmm. organization and part of the – what makes this such a proud organization, how does that feel to see them really, I don't want to say recommitting to winning because I think the commitment's always there, but now finally in that position to put something on the field that can compete and, and battle for a division crown? Uh, well, I think we've always put something on the field that could battle for a division crown. I think that when you have a, have a, a super allotment of changes, uh, it makes people get excited when you talk about spending money, it makes people excited. Um, but you have to look at not long ago, we was in the playoffs three out of four years. Right. And we've had some quality players. We've had some all-star players. We've had a, uh, we have Cy Young pitcher candidates every year. Um, and to finally get to a point to where, where, where you can kindly see after a couple of years that it didn't go so well, uh, moving players and trading prospects and doing a lot of different things and seeing that we have a really good chance. It's exciting. Absolutely. Eric, you look at your numbers over your career and there's only two players 
and they both share the last name Bonds that have more 2020 seasons than you have ever. Right. History. Um, the, the thing that impresses me the most about that is when we were teammates in 96, 26 jacks, 23 home runs at the age of 34. What does it take to be able to keep yourself in a position not only to play as a position player with gold glove caliber defense, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to still be able to put up those kind of numbers? We don't see those kind of numbers in the stolen base category anymore with guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. But I think you're seeing it more now than you did five, six, seven, ten years ago um, because you're seeing guys who are starting to pay attention to the overall aspect of playing baseball. Um, when, when we went through the quote-unquote steroid era where home runs were this and they were that and guys weren't running and doing certain things, but now we're getting back to uh, you see a lot of the young players today now you got a lot of excitement you got uh, the electricity in the ballpark guys are running and stealing and jumping and diving and excited because that's just good old-fashioned baseball if you look at our uh, pony leagues the little leagues that we have here all across the country you see that and so that's just going to manage itself even more into what transpires to the future of this game and i think the future is bright uh, because you're now you're honoring every facet of the game and not just looking at one capacity of the game. Uh, because when I came to the major leagues, you had to be a complete player. And you had to be an everyday player. It was none of that. You can play five innings and you replace me, especially in the National League. Uh, you had to be able to do everything that it took in order to win a ball game. You had to do that. We hear a lot of talk, especially right now, and a lot of excitement going on with, with the current Reds. You were part of the, the 90 World Series championship. What do you think it takes in that locker room to get to the World Series? The number one thing is you have to be healthy, uh, number one. Number two, you have to have guys that truly, honestly, wholeheartedly believe that we can win every single game. Amen, brother. Now, the Amen. reality is that you're not going to win every game. No, but you better believe but you But you better believe you can win every single game. And the difference is how do we communicate after a loss? Most people talk about the camaraderie when you win. Everything's great when you win, but what happens when you lose? And all the... Uh, the, the championship teams that I've been on, and even the teams that didn't win championships, we created more camaraderie when we lost than we did when we won because we, everybody kept trying to figure out why we lost and we didn't want to repeat that feeling. So you wanted to go the extra yard uh, for yourself as well as for your teammate uh, to make sure that we didn't be, become repetitive in losing. And so people talked about the camaraderie of winning, but the camaraderie of not to lose means even more in a clubhouse when you're talking about winning. Do you think it's as true now as it was when you played that the teams that are their best are willing to give themselves up for the other guys and, and willing to play for each other as opposed to individual I, I don't think you have to give up anything for anybody uh, because baseball is an individual sport. I, up until you get a sign. If you don't give me a sign, it's about me and you. Right. 
so you want to give for each other. Uh, you want to do as I do. Uh, if you remember the time when you was the role aid relief guy, and and I watched the camaraderie that you and Jeff Shaw had, how how you go one through three, Jeff wanted to go one through three. You know, he wanted to do this, they wanted to do this. No matter what you did, the other guy that well, came I couldn't do my job in, without him. Hmm. Right. But the competitive juices was that if you went one, two, three, I want to go one, mm -hmm. two, three. If you struck out the side, I want to struck out the side. <laughs> That's what Dibbles, Chuck North, Charlton, and Randy Myers, and when you drive in a run, I wanted to drive in a run. I didn't want to be left out of anything that was going to circumvent us into winning. So the camaraderie amongst yourselves has to be way up here as an individual to want to continue to have success as a team. Talking about pitching, too, how much does it help going to the ballpark every day, knowing the guy on the mound gives you a really good chance to win? I mean, a, a good rotation, especially when we see a rotation like the Reds look to run out this year. Is it more is, is pitching this with driven? the sign stealing or whatever? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Any pitching is always going to lead. I don't care what kind of offense you have. Um, I just hope that, that, that we realize that, that from a pitching standpoint that your starters have to dominate. Uh, because, you know, you got away from um, what was important from a pitching dynamic um, because every now and then you'll have a pitcher that comes out of the bullpen and he can go three innings. Like I forget the big guy that came from New York uh, and went to Cleveland as a left-hander. So Miller that came out of the bullpen. Who, who, oh, who, Andrew Miller? Yeah, yeah. that struck yeah. everybody out. So everybody went to find Andrew Miller. Yeah. Um, and it was like, well, we can shorten the game for five innings. So you was going to the bullpen in four and a third, and I used to hear you talk about that all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But whenever you can shorten the game uh, from, a, from, from, from a starting pitching standpoint, which would mean I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go six or seven right. and give it to him or give it to him or, to, or give it to him, those are going to increase my chances than, than, than going from the fourth inning to, to the ninth inning. Um, because the reason guys are in mental relief is because they're probably not that good. <laughs> the reason guys that you pick to start is probably because they are that they're the best pitchers on your right. team exactly so uh seeing how how the dj was was using our pitchers the starters uh to get through uh with sunny and then them coming i think that's gonna lead us and then you can find guys that get guys out because you can get one out here two outs here but when you got to get 12 outs it's very difficult to Whole win a different cap, right. Eric, thanks so much for stopping by. Great Thank seeing you, buddy. man. Great seeing you. Eric Davis okay, joining man. us. This is the Reds Hot Stove League back with Amir Garrett, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, UDF. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, and we are live today from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. As always, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. With the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, I'm Tommy Thrall. And we are pleased to be joined by Reds pitcher Amir Garrett. Of course, Eric Davis was outstanding. And now we got Amir. What's up? How we doing? Doing good. How's that offseason treating you? Offseason is awesome, you know. But it's coming to an end, and I'm ready. 
you see the team make some moves. I, I have to imagine it excites us. I can only imagine that you guys are pretty fired up to get going too when you see all this and all of a sudden people are picking the Reds to win the division. I, you guys have to see that, notice that, and get you fired up too. I mean, it's, it's exciting. You know, we had an exciting team already, but the, the pieces that we added, um, you know, they're big-time guys. Uh, my favorite is Moose, of course. You know, now I don't have to get him out as much. So, <laughs> you know, he's, he's able to, to do damage against us, you know. And uh, we got Wade Miley. You know, he's been around. I've seen him with the Brewers and then with the Astros, of course. And he, I think he's a really good addition, you know, just to anchor out the uh, rotation. You know, we got the new guy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Akiyama. Yeah, yeah Akiyama. You know, <laughs> I heard that he's really good. i never seen him play, but, you know, hopefully he is really good. But I think he is. So, you know, we're just I'm excited to get the season going. Do you think that there's going to be – I don't really believe uh, – You can. I'm going to let you answer this. Do you think that there's going to be any issue with a left-handed pitcher or right-hander, but it's mostly affecting left-handers, that you have to get three people out? Um, it, it, it's not going to affect you if you can get both out, right? And but you can? Yeah, I can get both out. But – you know, there's something about you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but you know, I feel like righties get both guys out better, you know, but from my view. But you know, I think it's it's gonna also help us as well, you know, because like you say, you got to get three guys out. If not, man, you gotta you gotta be hung out to dry for at least three. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna teach you how to get them out if you don't know how. So. We're going to see how it goes. Does it change your preparation at all? I mean, like, like you said, you know how already know how to get right-handers out, and you were a starter for a while. So, But, but does it change kind of the way you get ready for a season? I mean, I think it's going to change a little bit. You know, um, my, personally, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to wear guys out a little bit more because, you know, you know baseball is, is, is different, you know. You know. Before, you can come in for one batter or whatever. So now you got to come in for three at least. So, you know, depending on how many pitches you throw, you know, you could throw 20 or whatever, and then you got to come back and do it the next day, you know, and depending on what the situation is, you can come in to – I know you can come in to end the inning or whatever, you know, so if a guy had three batters or whatever, you can come and get one out or whatever. But um, as far as me, um, you know, let's, let's see how it goes. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, affect me too much. You know, I'm just going to go out there and try to get all three of them out as fast as I can. You've been around this this league enough now. What do you think you have learned from day one when you first got to the big leagues to where you sit now? Um, there's definitely a difference. Uh, when you first get up here and, you know, people have been feeding you, oh, you're this good, you're that good. <laughs> but guess what? Everybody's good here. Yeah. So you kind of got to humble yourself a little bit, um, you know, you got to get a little – you have to have confidence in yourself. That's the biggest thing you know, for me, uh, good or bad. You know, I still think I'm great um, no matter what the outcome. Um, you know, I definitely learned a lot, you know, just, just being a pitcher. When I came up, I was, I was a thrower. So, and you also just learn about yourself, you know, learning what you're good at, learning your strengths and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it, – it, you know, with me, it's becoming the last year, you know, I got a really good slider and it's like – why shy away from that you know you got to use your fastball too but you know what they say uh why fix it if it isn't broken so you know my pitch is my slider 
you know, that's my go-to pitch, and, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, that's what I learned from, you know, obviously from becoming a starter, you need a three-pitch repertoire, mm -hmm. whatever. But since I became a reliever, it's fastball, slider, you know, and slider has been the number one for me so far. So, you know, I'm just going to keep, keep riding it out. Fantastic. We're going to bring you back for another segment and uh, talk more about kind of the progress you've made as well. A lot to get to there. Uh, red season ticket plans now start at just 13 games. The new 13-game membership gives you great seats for all Saturday home games, plus guaranteed opening day and postseason ticket options. And with the flexibility of the season ticket exchange program, if you want to make a Saturday, you can trade for another game. For additional information, visit reds.com slash membership. Back with Amir Garrett here on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. This is the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Sign up your son or daughter for the coolest club in all of Reds country for only $30. Your child can become a Reds Heads Kids Club member and get an exclusive backpack, jersey, a Eugenio Suarez bobblehead, free Reds tickets, members-only experiences, and more. Purchase today at reds.com slash kidsclub. We continue our conversation with Amir Garin, and uh, you were talking about growing up as a pitcher and at the major league level. That's obviously a transition in and of itself when you go from the minor leagues to the big leagues. But it seemed like you, you made even another jump last year. What... what really stood out to you was that and you kind of touched on a little bit becoming a reliever was that just another step in that process uh I think a lot of it is your mindset and the confidence you have because if you don't have confidence it's this league's gonna eat you up just like any other sport like if you don't if you don't believe in yourself it's gonna eat you up you know it's something about a hitter or a pitcher you know like if I see a guy that just comes to the big leagues whatever and I'm pitching to him and I like I can I can look at him. I'm like, oh, I got this guy. Like you know what I'm saying? He's too amped up or whatever. I I got him. You know he's trying to be modest or whatever. But that's how a hitter is with me. Like if you lose your confidence or whatever, they're 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 gonna smell it. And it's like you know it's everybody catches on to it. But you know that's what I'm saying. My biggest thing is confidence. You know I've been around for a little bit, not a long time, but you know I've pitched against the best. You know I've gotten best out. So, you know, that just gives me a boost. And it was now it's like, okay, well, I got Chris Bryant out. I got, you know, Arenado out. I got Yelich out. These are the top guys. You know, I'm, I'm going to be able to get everybody out now. You have a unique ability. And, and I noticed this because I've done the job that you've done, but I can't do, I could not do what you do. And by saying that, you have a phenomenal ability to raise your adrenaline to the closer level in the ball game, but yet you still are able to relax and have fun with the game. And, and, I, and two situations that I bring up that I think people would recognize, the Pittsburgh situation, mm -hmm. major adrenaline, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the Kyle Schwarber thing, when you just kind of diffused the situation and, and didn't go way overboard. I, how, do you, how do you do that in your head? Um, you know, I was a basketball player at one point, you know, and like not a lot of people know this. I didn't really like baseball too much. Like I, I really didn't like coming up like, you know, I was good at it. So that's why I played it. But I didn't really like it too much. Like it wasn't fun to me. So now I found a way, you know, for me to enjoy the game. Right. You know, and, you know, when I'm out there having fun, 
you know, I, I, I really enjoy playing. If I'm not having fun, then I'm just like, whatever. You know, if I have a stone cold face, like, you know, everybody comes in and it's like, man, this ain't fun to me, man. Like, this is, this is work. I mean, even though it's work, it's like, right. man, it's like, I got to do this. Like, man, I'm not having fun with that. So, you know, like you said, two, two different situations, you know, the pirate situation was something else. You know, it's just protecting my teammates, you know, and, and doing what I have to do. You did and good uh, on that, by the way. Man, you know, <laughs> it, it's some, some things have to happen for you to get a point across. Right. And I feel like I got my point across, and, you know, I don't think anybody can come in here and, 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 and push over a, and push us over, you know. Everybody just thought we were just sweeping the rug. But, you know, that happened. Got my point across. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. So, uh, you know, the, the Schwarber thing is, you know, and I don't, I don't care about any other player too much to show them up. To, to to make them feel like, you know, you know, whatever. I don't I don't care about anybody that much to be like, oh okay, I got to to to, to throw it in your face that I struck you out, whatever. It's just me competing. You know, I was having a rough a rough outing before that, you know, a rough little stretch and you know, you get hyped up. It's a big moment in the game. So it's like, all right, you know, I'm happy that I, I, I got an out finally. And for him to yell at me or whatever, it's just like, dude. Are you serious? Like, why are you going to come at me? Like, I just made you look bad, and now you're coming out the game. Now you look even worse. Like, you know, it's just like. Well, you have, a, you have an inner confidence that for us that have played, um, I, I really admire it. I really do. You know, it's just, it's just, just trying to keep things light as, as light as I can, you know, good or bad. You know, I'm always going to have a smile on my face. You know, that's just, that's just what helps me go about Every day I come to the ballpark. Good you for know. you, man. Yeah. I, I want to talk to Good you. for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk to you before we let you go uh, about the clubhouse culture. We, we hear about how good of a clubhouse culture it is. You're in there day in and day out. Uh, I, how much does that mean to a team? And, and can you describe kind of how close you guys are as a unit? Um, I think it's an important thing to have a good clubhouse. Brownlee will probably tell you, you know, you got to have te a team that, you know, is willing to go that extra mile for you. Um, I, I hope my teammates know that, you know, I'll go to war for them at any given moment. I think you proved that. Yeah, yep. so, <laughs> you know, and so things like that, like you're, you're very close-knit with people, and, you know, you're around these guys all day. And even though you might not like somebody, it's like, you know, for instance, I, I like – I don't like all my teammates, but it's like I like <laughs> – being here and being able to mess with them, knowing that it's like, man, I don't want to see this guy today, but it's part of my life, so I love it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, you get these bond, you get this bond with all these guys, and it's like, man, it's 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 second to none. It's you know, these guys are my brothers. You know, some brothers you don't like, some brothers you love, but it's okay though. At the end of the day, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to war for all my brothers. You know, it's like they're like blood to me, and you know, we have some great veteran guys. We have a we have. We have a great group of people in, um, you know, this, this clubhouse that we have, coaching staff, everybody, you know, I think everybody is, is, is so close with each other. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys on the field once the season starts coming up in late March. Thanks, thanks a lot, Amir, for stopping thanks, by. Thanks, thanks for having man. me. Thank you. Amir Garrett joining us on the Reds Hot Stove League. The Cowboy and I will be back to wrap things up from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum coming up on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF live today from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum as we get ready to kick off the Reds Caravan tomorrow. We're going down south, partner. 
Yes, we are. It's going to be fun. Bowling Green, Lexington, Louisville, all the way to Nashville. I'm looking forward to it. That oh, is a, a uh, there's some great cities there. Uh, we've got some great folks on our lake, too. We'll have Dick Williams with us. Um, yeah, I think Joe Z, the Joe voice Z. of Great American Ballpark, will be caravanning around with us as well. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. I know we talked about that a little bit later on. Uh, not a lot of time here. I, I said earlier I wanted to get your thoughts on this pitching staff that's been assembled, and, and I thought it was interesting. Somebody reached out on Twitter. They made a comment. I'd like to see the Reds try to build a team not just to compete for a division, but also maybe for a World Series. And I look at this rotation, I think, if you get to the postseason with a pitching staff like this, I feel like, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm predicting the Reds to go to the World Series or win the World Series, but when you go to the postseason with a rotation like this, that's a great place to start, and that instantly, I think, makes you a contender to m go on a deep run. Well, I, I think you have to have two starters at the top of your rotation that can compete with, with anybody else's one and two. And, right. and I think that, that the Reds have shown that they have that. What, what really separates this club this year from what we've seen the last five years and really relates it back to the days of Bronson Arroyo, Johnny Cueto, Mike Leake, those days when we had five starters that were pitching basically 200 innings apiece, is you have five veteran guys that understands really what it takes to get it done. And I think that you can fully expect uh, a guy like Luis Castillo, a guy like Anthony DiScafani to get better because of what they learned last year because you've got some veteran presence in Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, and now Wade Miley. The whole key to this whole situation is to keep these guys healthy. As long as you can keep them healthy, they take their spots every fifth day, I think they're going to give this club a great chance to win. You think it's reasonable to believe that Trevor Bauer can return to the form that made him uh, a Cy Young candidate and contender? I, I think so. I, I think with the the information that, that Trevor gets from both Derek Johnson, Caleb Cotham, and, and the just the whole pitching realm, and now that, that Kyle Bodie, and, and even though Bodie is not going to be in, in an everyday situation with the, with the big league club, I, I just think that now that you can put on a Reds uniform from day one, you start the season anew, I, I think it's going to make a whole lot of difference. Well, it's certainly exciting, and I, I, I'm sure it's exciting from your perspective of the moves that have been made. Is there one that jumps out to you and it, it makes you feel like that's, that may be the piece that kind of puts it over the, the edge? Well, I, I think the, the, the Moustakas deal is really going to help the Reds, not only on the field, but I, I think in the locker room, just from... I don't know Moose that much. I, I just know from guys that have played with him that just love his competitive day in, day out. And there's such a grind over 162 that you need some voice and a guy that can really push you when you're tired and you've played seven or eight, nine, ten games in a row. Maybe you've lost two or three. You need that guy to step up to push you to excellence. Well, we look forward to seeing it this summer. Cowboy, great having you on the show today. This great was fun. It's great to be here, man. We'll enjoy the caravan. Big thanks to Amir Garrett, also Eric Davis, Aristides Aquino. Our thanks to Mike Mills for engineering, also for the sheriff, Dave Keaton, back in the studio. This is Tommy Thrall. Thanks for joining us in the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Bank, Budweiser, and UDF. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 